And so once again, I want to welcome each one of us to this time of prayer and fellowship. And as we said, our topic today is understanding consecration. Our speaker is here with us. What I can do is read the passage which has been given to us and then hand over to Reverend Kanike to share. So let me just read to us our passage, which is Second um, Corinthians chapter 8. Let's read from verse 1 to 5. I read. Now I want you to know, dear brothers, Second Corinthians chapter 8, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles, and they are very poor, but they are all filled with abundant joy, which is as overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more, and they did it of their own free will. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift of believers in Jerusalem. Verse 5, they even did more than we had hoped, for their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to do, the word of God. So Reverend Kanyike, I hand over to you. You're very welcome to share with us. Welcome, Reverend. Thanks so much, Madam Charity. Hopefully I'm clear. Yes, yes, you are. Hallelujah. The ancient of days this evening, it's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you, King of glory. It's all about you being exalted higher and higher, being lifted up, being revealed to so many of us, King of glory. It's all about your service. It's all about your ministry. It's all about doing your will. We ask of you this evening that even as we meditate upon consecration, mighty one of Israel, may you have your way. May you have your way. Minister to each one of us, take us higher and higher to another level, that at the end of it all, we shall be different vessels, ready vessels to do your will. So we welcome you this evening amid the stars and within us and around us that you may have it your way. Thank you, Master. We give you the praise, the glory and honor. And in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Friends, this evening, we are talking about that very topic, understanding consecration that has been picked from the text they have read for us, verse five specifically. And as we think about 
the consecration business, it was done for a purpose. When you check 2 Corinthians chapter 8, from verse 1 through chapter 9, up to verse 15, it talks about the collection for the poor in Jerusalem. But Paul had earlier talked about it to the believers in 1 Corinthians 16, 1 to 4, and he was simply demanding them again that they needed to give a hand to the poor people that were in Jerusalem. In this very chapter of 2 Corinthians 8, 1 to 15, Paul urges the Corinthians to give, to give. Of course, they were sending relief to those that were in Jerusalem. And when you check verses one to three, the giving of the Christians in Macedonia becomes an example of true Christian giving. Scriptures say that even amidst their persecution and poverty, extreme poverty, they gave generously, not only as much as they were able, but far more and without any urging from Paul. Paul didn't need to urge them to give, no. He didn't. That's why verse four to five tells us that in fact, they begged Paul to allow them the privilege of taking part in the offering. Such an attitude was possible only because they first gave themselves to the Lord for him to use them as he desired. We are told they gave themselves to the Lord first, first. They surrendered themselves to the Lord Jesus Christ first. And why did they do that? They did that so that the Lord Jesus himself could do save them, him alone. And then now they would be able to serve him to the uttermost in everything. In other words, they devoted themselves entirely to his service. One may say that they consecrated themselves to the Lord and to his service. 
as I were thinking about this business of consecration, I realized that it is being set apart as sacred, being dedicated to him alone. But it can also mean giving yourself to the Lord to become a living sacrifice as Paul tells it to the Romans in 12.1. Friends, it's possible for you to purpose to set yourself apart, giving yourself entirely to the Lord as a living sacrifice. So that now you may have what they call true worship before him, true service to him. Consecrating yourself can also mean giving priority to spiritual things over the physical things. I don't know how many times you have purposed to make sure that the spiritual things take the priority over the physical things. And when we say giving priority to spiritual things over the physical ones, that requires each one of us to intentionally avoid the things that may hinder us from connecting with God. We need to intentionally avoid such things that may hinder us from staying connected with God. And not only staying connected, but even the things that take your time and they consume your time that you would spend with the Lord. You need to avoid all that. As we do so, we are allowing ourselves to be consecrated within so that the inner man now we yield properly to the Lord himself. In the Old Testament, when you check some of the scriptures, it's just amazing. When the Lord was to come to meet his children on Mount Sinai, when you check Exodus 19, in verse 10, the Lord instructs Moses and tells him then go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes. And in 11 says, and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. 
And in verse 22 of that very scripture, the scripture says, and also let the peace who come near the Lord consecrate themselves, lest the Lord break out against them. So it involved the people and the ministers. All of them needed to consecrate themselves to the Lord so that now the Lord of the universe could come amidst them. When the Lord was talking to Joshua, Joshua had to tell the people in Joshua 35 that sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you people. It required a cleansing. It required a sanctification. It required a consecration. So that now as the Lord would come in to help his people, the entire camp and all its people would be consecrated. And sometimes we might think that these are just for just a, a while, a while. But to those who are Bible readers, when you check a first Samuel, first Samuel, Verse 11, here Hannah's vow. The scripture tells us that then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maid servant and remember me and don't forget your maid servant, but will give your maid servant a male child, then I'll give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. Hannah made a vow of consecrating the boy child that she wanted God to give her and dedicating the boy child to the Lord forever, forever. So we need to make sure that we set ourselves apart, not just for today or tomorrow only, but for a lifetime, so that the vessels will be ready and available to be used of the Lord at any given moment. It's not just for a while. No, it is a lifetime thing. So if you are thinking of just consecration just for a few days, you need to change and know that it is for a lifetime, not just for a while. In fact, in the New Testament, they simplify things for us because they keep reminding us that we were bought at a price. 
I love the way Paul addressed the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 6.20. In 1 Corinthians 6.20. In fact, let me cut it from 18. Where it tells them every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual morality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? And then in 20, it tells them, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God is. Hallelujah. He reminds them to glorify God in their bodies, in their bodies, and in their soul. And when he says, for they were brought with a price, when he says we were brought at a price, it wasn't by God or silver or with God or silver. No, it was with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And so he redeemed us. He redeemed us. He cleansed us with his precious blood. And so he made us pure. He made us holy worthy even when it looked a so small price it was a costly one and so we were cleansed we were refined we were consecrated by the lord himself that's why now he was telling them now that that has been done then you should make sure that you glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God is. Especially to the Lord Jesus Christ who had paid that price, of whose blood our bodies and our souls were bought. So, that alone gives us the obligation to glorify him in and with everything, with everything in us. Children of God, we need to consecrate ourselves to the Lord of the universe. We need to dedicate ourselves. We need to devote ourselves to him alone as Lord. When the Macedonians saw their state and conditioned by nature, how sinful they were, how lost they were, 
how undone they were in themselves and realize that they were in hopeless and helpless circumstances, they decided to give themselves to the Lord. They decided to consecrate themselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the scripture says, they did this by God's will. And the results were overwhelming. That consecration that they did made it easier for them to serve the Lord in their bodies and in their souls. And with all they had amidst extreme poverty, it made things easier. It made their generosity easier. They are giving easier because they understood that now they were giving service to the Lord, not to the human beings. They understood now that, yes, they needed to entirely participate in the service of the Lord with their bodies, with their souls, and with the resources. I mean, the minimal resources they had amidst the extreme poverty. That happened because they consecrated themselves to the Lord fast. Children of God, to all of us who are listening and to those maybe that will listen later, we needed to understand the state we are in, the condition we are in. We need to let the Holy Ghost convict us to know how sinful we are, how lost we are, how undone in ourselves we are, how hopeless we are, how helpless we are in all dimensions. And then consecrate ourselves to the Lord. Give ourselves entirely to the Lord for his service. When we do that, the rest of things become easier. Discernment will be easier by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because you have decided purpose to consecrate yourself to the Lord. Hearing from him will be much easier because you're led a, a consecrated vessel that he communes with. Rendering your services to him will be much easier. Because you are a consecrated vessel. As we talk about this this evening, it's possible for each one of us to consecrate himself or herself to the Lord. 
it's possible also for you to have already consecrated yourself. But then you can go deeper and deeper each day as you check yourself. As I was looking at this, I realized that the Macedonians really took some steps of faith. And then they were consecrated. When you check that phrase, they gave themselves first to the Lord. They dedicated their hearts to him first, to the Lord first. And in doing that, they made sure that they are so, their mind, their body, their heart, all of them answered the Lord's call to their spiritual consecration. And that meant having a deeper inner longing to live a holy life that only desired to be changed into Christ's image. We too, we need to do that. We need to take a step of faith and dedicate our hearts to him so that our souls, our bodies, our minds, our lives, our everything is for him. We need to answer Christ's call on a daily basis for spiritual consecration. We need to continue us on a daily basis, yearn to have a deeper inner longing to live a holy life, a life that purposes or desires to be changed into his own likeness, into his image. That's what we need to do as his children. In fact, when you check 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, Paul says something. He says, but we all with unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. Is it your desire that you are transformed into his own image on a daily basis by the power of the Holy Ghost? The Macedonians also took another step, step number two. They reflected on their motives, on their motives in this business of giving back. Scriptures remind us that when they looked at what was being done, 
they did not look at it as just mere giving, but they looked far and knew that it was service to the Lord, service to the Lord. As others thought that it was just mere giving because Paul was telling them, we need to help the brethren in Jerusalem. For them, they didn't look at it that way. They checked the motive of giving. And they knew they were not doing this just for the world or for the human beings, but they were doing it for the service of the Lord. Children of God, a heart ready for consecration is discerned by the love and the desire it feels for God in response to the love God has for such a person, for such a heart. I want to repeat that one. A heart ready for consecration is discerned by the love and desire it feels for God in response to the love God has, has for it. I don't know how about you, but this evening, we need to take things much deeper. All that was consecration when they checked the motives, they realized they needed a consecration. So that now it was not just a matter of fulfilling what was required, but they took it deeper into service to the Lord. Would you also check yourself as we talk about all this? Number Three, step three, I realized that the Macedonians took time and repented. They repented when they saw how sinful they were, how lost they were amidst the persecution and the poverty when they checked how undone they were within themselves, how hopeless and helpless they were in all circumstances they were going through. They realized that they needed to turn to the Lord and the best way to return to him was through repentance so that he could refine them and then accept them as his very own. Friends, when they did this, the results were overwhelming. You know, when they reflected on the motives and now they realized they needed to do the repentance so that they could be consecrated, they did that. It is very, very key 
as we think of consecrating ourselves to the Lord, it is good to repent of everything that may hinder your consecration to the Lord. Everything that may hinder your consecration to the Lord, everything that may hinder your service to the Lord, it is very, very okay to repent of it all. This evening, would you take a step of faith and repent of anything? I mean anything that the Holy Ghost points at. Whatever points to, you ask him to have his way so that he may refine you and then you remain a consecrated vessel. The other step I also saw that they took, step number four, they separated themselves from what you would call the evils of the world. You see, there was a lot of persecution going on. There was a lot of persecution that was going on. But they decided to take a step of faith and separate themselves as God's vessels amidst the persecution, amidst the poverty, so that they could do much better. Let me tell you, I was thinking about something crazy. That if they were like uh, Ugandans, amidst the extreme poverty, they would rethink otherwise, but they couldn't do so. I think they had really seen what John wrote in First John 2.16. In First John 2.16, when he says, For all that is in the world, the last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. And so they gave priority to the spiritual things over the physical. Friends, it's not late. On a daily basis, we need to separate ourselves from the evils of the world, from the lusts of the flesh from the lusts of the eyes, from the pride of life, so that we remain vessels of his, vessels of his, vessels of honor to his service. Lastly, I also saw that when they did all that, finally, they drew closer to God. They drew closer to God so that they could drink from the true source of life, the life that could sustain them through their extreme poverty and through their persecution. Friends, we need to do that. We need to draw closer and closer to our God on a daily basis so that we tap into 
the heavenly source so that we can drink from him who is the true source of everything that we could ever think of everything that we could ever desire we need to draw nearer on a daily basis day by day day by day draw closer to god draw nearer to god it is possible friends it is possible on a daily basis to draw closer and closer and closer to the lord it is possible don't get tired of doing that don't give up i love the way paul reminded titus in titus 2 11 and 12 he reminded him to tell the believers that for the grace of god that brings salvation has appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts we should live soberly righteously and godly in this present age in this present age in fact amplified version says it much better it says for the grace of god his unmerited favor and blessing has come forward appeared for the deliverance from sin and the eternal salvation for mankind it has trained us to reject and renounce all ungodliness irreligious and worldly passionate desires to live discreet temperate self-controlled upright devote spiritually whole lives in this present world hallelujah may we purpose this evening that we allow him we let him consecrate us consecrate us that we shall be vessels of honor vessels that shall be used to do his good work vessels that will commune with him every now and then vessels that will be his to the end of the age vessels that will be devoted to the end of the ages let's pray the ancient of days we thank you give praise we give glory we give your honor we come before you we are completely nothing completely nothing completely nothing Lord we are complete nothing without you we are complete nothing we ask of you this evening to have mercy upon each one of us have mercy upon each one of us have mercy upon us that sometimes because of the situations because of the circumstances that have been going on around us and within us Lord we have done what is not worthy we have done what is not worthy we have spoken what is not worthy we have planned the wrong king of glory 
have mercy upon us, King of glory, where you have purposed every now and then to consecrate each one of us. And we have continuously run away. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Where even when the grace has appeared to all of us, King of Grace, we have continuously run away. We have kept deaf ears, King of God. Have mercy. Have mercy upon us. Whenever you have made a call for us to come to you and give ourselves fully to you, Lord, and we have not responded. Have mercy. Have mercy upon us. Where the traditions have blindfolded us. And we have failed to consecrate ourselves to you the ancient of days. Have mercy upon us. Where the peers around and the issues of life around have polluted us every now and then. To the extent that we have forgotten to come before you for consecration. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Where we have not on a daily basis purposed to be used of you, the ancient of days. Have mercy. Have mercy upon each one of us. Where we have not dedicated ourselves to your service. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy upon each one of us where we have no purpose to be living sacrifices before you and unto you, Lord Almighty. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy upon each one of us this evening, where we have not been giving priority to spiritual things. Have mercy. Master, where we have been giving priority to the physical ones, hope us out, Lord Almighty. That from now onwards, we shall give priority to the spiritual things that concerns you. My master, I ask of you this evening that you help us, that we shall intentionally avoid all those things that hinder us from getting connected with you, the ancient of days. All those things that hinder us from being consecrated to you and to your service. My master, I ask of you that by the power of the Holy Ghost, you hope each one of us that we shall get to understand the state we are in, that we shall get to understand our sinful nature. We shall get to understand how lost we are, how hopeless we are, how helpless we are in all dimensions of our lives. And then run it to you, the source of help, the only source of help. Father, I ask of you this evening that you consecrate our minds, our hearts, our souls, our bodies, our lives. Consecrate us wholesomely. In and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. That we shall be vessels that will be worthy to be used of you, that will be ready for your services, those good services of yours. Father, amidst the issues of life, 
that we always go through. May you help us that we too shall give ourselves to you first, just as the Macedonians did. That our bodies, our souls, our hearts, our minds, our lives will be controlled by you, the ancient of days. And Lord, we ask of you that as we take those steps of consecration, dedicating our hearts to you, reflecting on our motives on a daily basis, as we do service to you, repenting of all the messes, separating ourselves from the world, the evils, and drawing nearer to you, Lord, may you reign, may you make us unique vessels, may you work in us and through us as vessels, that many shall look at us your consecrated vessels and also desire to be like us. And at the end of it all, we shall all be transformed to your likeness, to the growth of your name. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise, God and honor. And in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Back to you, Charity. Amen. Amen and amen. In the same spirit, we just want to continue to pray in prayer, brothers and sisters. We want to thank God so, so much for this message that has been shared to us. Thank you, Lord, for using Reverend Kanyike so powerfully, for using him to minister to us the word. Lord, bless him. And indeed, continue to use him, continue to anoint him, Lord. And where he has drawn from, Lord, within himself, fill him more and more with yourself, with your word, with the Holy Spirit, so that he will continue to be used of you to bless many that he's able to minister to. And so, Father, we thank you for this time that we've had of spending this special time at your feet, Lord, and sharing and learning and meditating on this important topic of consecration. Lord, thank you for teaching us. We have learned from you, Lord. We have heard. Lord, we have no excuse now to go and do other things that are contrary to what we have heard you speak to us this evening, Lord. Fill us with your spirit more and more and enable us, empower us to go out indeed and operate as people who are truly consecrated, totally consecrated to you. Lord, we thank you for the example of the Macedonian church. And we have learned so much from this church, from these churches, from these people that first and foremost devoted themselves to you before they went out to do anything. Lord, teach us this lesson, that indeed we will be totally dedicated to you. That in all that we do, Lord, we will be people who have the right motives, like the motives that the, the Macedonian church had. They wanted to please you. They wanted to serve you first and foremost, King of Kings. And because of that, they were able to be used beyond what they could even think and imagine. Oh, Lord, help us. 
teach us, mold us, shape us, help us on a daily basis to be molded and shaped by you so that we'll be vessels that can be used of you, usable vessels, honorable vessels that can be used of you. And as we close, um, let's share that word from 1 Corinthians. This word continued to come to me powerfully. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20 says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Father, as we go out today, May we indeed honor you in everything that we do. May our bodies, may our spirits, may our speech, everything we do, honor you. May we truly be people that are totally and allow you to use us the way you want to use us. Father, we bless you. We give you honor. We give you thanks. For it is in Jesus' mighty name I have prayed. Amen and amen.